What up, what up, what up? What's going on, America? Welcome to a brand new edition of the Dear America podcast, intimate edition, because John told me he did not want me to say it. Ladies and gentlemen, John Cooper is joining me, lead singer from the greatest rock band in the world, Skillet. What's up, John? What's up? Yeah, I did. I told you, please don't say that me and you are being intimate this morning, but you did it. I did it but anyway. You did it. It's because I love you, John. If I didn't love you, I wouldn't mess with you. And so I like it. Jake has abandoned us today. And so this is an interesting episode because, John, you're actually taking Jake's position today, which is which is oh, pretty baby. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you. Normally the one who's intimate with you. Yes, normally. Normally it's me and Good. Jake. Uh, first right. and foremost, uh, you have a brand new book out, so congratulations about that, man. Thanks. Tell us about the book really quick because, first of all, if you're listening to this right now and you support the Dear America podcast, then you are going to love this book. Every single person needs to go right now, type in John Cooper, Awake and Alive, whatever, just John Cooper book, whatever it is, and you need to go buy the book right now. Uh, John, tell us about the book and what the book is about, because I'm pretty sure that it's going to tie into a lot of the things that we're going to talk about today. Well, thanks so much. That's the best advertisement I've had. <laughs> yes, go. Uh, actually, if I could direct people, the only place to get the book is my website, there you go. johnlcooper.com, johnlcooper.com. And uh, I went for that, and I got to tell your listeners, it's the truth. I went for it on my own after talking to you about you doing yours on your that's own. Right. So that's true, man. That's, that's right. Brown knows, and it is. I called you, I'm like, how'd you do this crap? This is hard. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is hard, but oh, so rewarding. So again, go to johnlcooper.com. Did I get that right? Got it right. Okay, bud. go and support this man. Not only is he an amazing musician, and he's done things throughout the years that are incredible. He's an amazing Christian man. Uh, he's a good and amazing father, husband, and he's also become a very, very good friend. So go support him right now, John. Give people a brief overview of what the book yeah. is about, and then I want us to jump into the major things that the mainstream media are not talking about, and then we're going to plug your book into how it plays into some of these topics. So give people an overview i love it i love it well thank you all right so the idea for the book is this 2012 is when i first started noticing that the world is just gone haywire and i i didn't understand what people were talking about half the time i'd turn on the news or i'd have a conversation and i don't know about you or listeners but people were using words and and i thought i knew what those words meant but I'm like, oh, wait, they sound like they mean something new now, right? Like even like the word racism. Right. I know what racism is because I'm not a moron. But but I'm like, but you're saying it in a way that I don't quite understand, right? And right. so I began just this research, not for a book, but for myself because I'm not all that genius. And I was like, what is happening in society? And finally, at the end of this, I just realized that we don't believe in absolute truth anymore. And, right. and I don't mean that we don't you know, agree on what truth is. We don't agree that there is such a thing yeah. as truth. Yep. And you cannot build a society when there's nothing true. If nothing is absolutely true, then nothing can be absolutely moral right. or absolutely immoral. Right. So now it's, it's your truth, Graham. And if your truth means that you want to throw a brick through my window because I have more money than you, then that's fine. You're the virtuous one, you know, or right. because of your whatever you've suffered in your life or what have you, your truth says that, but my truth says that fill in the blank, right? Uh, that, that I should be able to take some of that, all that money you made on your book. Well, I, I should take your money, Graham, and redistribute it to me and my kids. You absolutely. Know what absolutely. That, we should. That, yeah. That's what socialism is. Socialism Correct. says, well, I should be able to take what you have because I've suffered something. And so all of a sudden we've got no foundation, um, in culture to hold us together and we're coming apart at the seams. And right. so you look, you look at the TV, you look at social media and you know that. So I decided to write a book that, that gives us an outline. How can we find what is absolutely true? And it gives you a basis for that. You can either number one, trust in something outside of yourself because we're all pretty small. We're, we're not very smart. We use like what? 10% of our brains. Uh, well, and yeah, we go, me, me too, but yeah, <laughs> 2%. <laughs> You know, you can either trust in something bigger than you outside of yourself that has the answers 
And in the book, I share that truth found in Christ, found in the scriptures that is true for all time. You can bank on it. It's never going to change. Or you can just trust in your own heart, trust in your own goodness and your own inner light. But that will lead you to a path of destruction. And I believe that that's what we're seeing in America. But you know what? One of the other reasons I wrote it, it's not just America. This is a global phenomenon happening right now all over the world. Yep. All over the world. I would say that America is late to the party on this, if you want to be honest about it. And so it's amazing that you said it. And again, everybody needs to go to johnlcooper.com and get this book right now. But we've touched on this in previous episodes, um, this, this idea that there is a your truth instead of the truth. And, and, and this was brought to light over the, 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 most, the most recent big headline of Ellen Page saying now that she's Elliot Page. Um, and just how one day you're allowed to be this and that. And, and, and the approach that I took about it was less about, it was not about attacking the LGBTQ community or anything like that. As Christians, we're to love, um, not necessarily to be complicit, but to love at the same time, whether we agree or not, based off of biblical teachings. But my issue with it was the hypocrisy of, Ellen Page is allowed to go on social media and say that I am no longer uh, a a lesbian female. I am now a straight white male, and that's what I am. And you have to, uh, you know, respond to me that way. And I simply just said, "Where's the fact check on that?" Because you know, I say something like, "I believe Biden cheated in the election," and I'm automatically dinged on Facebook as spreading false and misleading or missing context information. But yet, certain people are allowed to speak whatever it is that they want to speak, and and, and it's the people that are pushing this your truth agenda instead of the truth and uh i really love the fact that you are you are taking that head on in your book i think that's awesome well thank you man you know i i think you're right i think there's a real like a real collision of like 10 different philosophies yeah all coming together that is making this possible one of those things is not just pc culture but one of those things is also uh, the virtue signaling culture. And yep. because even if the government, um, and I know that you talked about this in your podcast because I listen, of course, uh, even if the government doesn't clamp down, right? Yeah. So even if the government doesn't clamp down on you, well, they can just, uh, social, big tech can yep. just dis- disincentivize anything that you want to talk about. They can make it to where if you say a thing that you believe, well, then you might lose your job. Correct. Or you might lose your income yep. or your kids might get, Bullied at school. I mean, I don't want to sound crazy, but it's true. Yeah. So if all of culture goes, uh, PC culture has led us to having to virtue signal because it's almost like a religious movement, yep. right? It's a religious movement that you you need those virtue points. And so if somebody comes on and says something you don't like, everybody has to disassociate from you so they know, so they, I'm a good person. I'm dissociating from Graham Allen. And uh, and that's how I become a good person. And yeah. I can keep my job. And my kids don't get bullied at school. And I get patted on the back. Right. It's all a part of the same thing. And it's made it to where we're not allowed to say things that are true. We're not allowed to say our even our opinions on something. And even if it's not a clamp down of free speech by the government, the government doesn't have to clamp down on it. If big tech is doing all the work for them, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, and, and and the fact you brought that up brings me to something that I want to bring up to the American people. But before we do that, we've got to get into a sponsor. All right, the creators of, or the curators at Bespoke Post have done it again with this winter with an all-new lineup of essential box of awesome collections for you guys guaranteed to upgrade your life. Whether it's showcase pieces to level up your indoor hosting skills or cozy threads for those blustery days, Bespoke Post only sends guys the best stuff every month, no matter what you're into. Box of Awesome has you covered. From styling, grooming goods, to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. Each box costs only 45 bucks 
but has over $70 worth of gear inside. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code G-R-A-H-A-M at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code Graham, for 20% off your first box. All right, John, so so I love what you just said, and I just saw a report that came on, and, and, and I want to talk about this because it, twofold. One, a report is coming up that Facebook is about to start policing anti-black speech more aggressively than anti-white speech. Now, for the record, we should not be anti-speech of any race based off their mm-hmm. race in the first place. But I found this to be very interesting, and I've said it multiple times and have gotten (laughs) highly criticized for this, that the most attacked person right now in 2020 is the white Christian male. And uh, (laughs) I find, well, yeah, and so I find that this to Facebook, I find this horrifically telling of the direction that we are going, is one, I agree, anti speech that is anti-race simply because of the race of color should be fought against in general. But why would you start policing one race's anti-black speech more aggressively than anti-white speech? Shouldn't we be fighting against anti-any color speech equally? Like, like, shouldn't that be something (laughs) that that, that we should be doing? And it brings me to a point... Go back check slapped on you for saying that, brother. Well, exactly. Well, and that's why that's why we have Dear America Uncensored that we're allowed to have these open conversations. It, to me, it seems like and it goes along with this their truths instead of the truth. Is there really more anti-black speech on the internet than there is anti-white speech on the internet? Probably not. But for some reason, Facebook has decided to go after that. And again, to be clear, we should be anti-anti-speech based on color regardless. But why make that policy? That's interesting to me. Yeah. What, 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 what's your, and again, this is opinions. What's your opinion sure. when, when, when you hear something like that? Well, I think what really concerns me the most, to be honest, is how they define anti-black speech right. or anti-white speech. Good and I point. know like if we... We talk about, you know, Warnock and people like that. Some of this comes down, actually, all of it comes down to philosophy. Mm-hmm. A lot of it comes down to a little bit of this, like, this the new Marxism, which if you, you know, some people don't care about the philosophies, but founding critical race theory and stuff like this, really all it is, is a, it's a new way to look at Marxism. I think that yeah. Dinesh D'Souza calls it, he, he calls it identity socialism, I believe is what he calls it. Yeah. But basically. Yeah, right. Yep. The idea basically is that Marxism, you had, you know, it was a class warfare, right? Proletariat and, and the and the bourgeois. Well, the idea is that since there was never any sort of uh, uh, economic revolution that really, you know, made, you know, that Marxism revolution happen, you have to find another way to make it happen. And you begin to do it with identity groups. Yeah. And so that is what that new kind of identity socialism is based on. Well, I think the idea is that what does anti-black speech mean and what does anti-white speech mean? Yeah. Because it's just the definitions of it. And so I find that really, um, it is really bothersome. And and here's what's really sad. And it goes back to what you just said a second ago. You you just said it. uh, The left will never hear what you just said, by the way. (laughs) And what what you said was this, we should never be anti-black. We should never say something that is anti-black. Race, something that is based on skin, it's an immutable characteristic. Correct. And you shouldn't base your opinions on those things. But the left won't hear you say that because of other things. So, in other words, they they want to base every single thing that happens on race and any disparity on race. So, if you get if you if you eat ice cream more than somebody in a minority group, well, then now you are racist against that minority group because of the disparity. Yep. How they do it, and it's. It's really bothersome and it's it's tearing America apart because it breaks us down yep. into identity groups and it makes you war with each other even though you're not at war with each other. So you yep. can say something true like, hey, if um if, if 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 this group wants to eat ice cream more, then they should just eat ice cream more. You're a racist. Yep. That's yep. that's the Crazy way it talk. goes. And you're like, I didn't say anything racist. Yep. This is just an economic discussion or a cultural 
there's a lot that everything is mono causality with critical race theory and this this social identity Marxism. It's a real problem. Well, and 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 to go back, the biggest thing to me, and and, and we won't touch on you know, the Elliot Page stuff or the Ellen Page stuff too much because we've beat it to death with previous episodes. But we're fixing to get into the elections and we're fixing to get into these monumental, no matter what happens with the presidential election, which which some groundbreaking news has happened. Uh, the Georgia Senate runoff is probably the biggest implication of an election of a runoff election we've probably ever had um it can be argued that if republicans lose the majority in the senate that uh a we will probably never get majority of the house or the senate again and b we probably will never get a republican president again and c they're going to pack the supreme court now i know that you i know that you are starting to dabble a little bit into into yeah. po- political stuff but but this particular guy this reverend warnock is running and he is a pretty pretty aggressive guy and 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 so i i really want to get your opinion on this so jake's not here so i'm going to attempt to have this go through the speaker so let's see if i can get this right and here we go i don't no matter what happens next month more than a third of the nation that would go along with this is reason to be afraid america needs to repent for its worship of whiteness (laughs) hold on let's do that one more time next month more than a third of the nation that would go along with this is reason to be afraid america needs to repent for its worship of whiteness it's worship of whiteness this is a guy that's running (laughs) for the senate now and, and and this is important for america to hear this is a guy who's running for senate Okay, this is a guy who potentially could be the de facto deciding vote as to your health care, your rights, your gun rights, your freedom. This is a guy who believes that America should repent that, you know, he's a reverend. Right. Um, And from Mm. the and from the research I've looked at, he's also uh, not a pro-life type person either. Which how you can be a reverend or a pastor and not be pro-life is beyond me, but that's another argument <laughs> for on. another day. But what in the where is it in the, being a Christian guy yourself? What what do you think when you hear things like that coming from the pulpit? Like 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 that's where that's coming from. That was not said in a debate setting. That was said in his church. Like where he's a reverend at. Yeah. What, what when you hear things like that? What, what what is that as a Christian? What what's your response when you hear something like that? Well, it's really, I mean, it's really bothersome. Uh, here's the thing: a lot of Christians now. I know that you and I talked last week about the idea of why are why are Christians so weak? Yes. Like what what is going on with Christians? Why aren't we standing up? Oh my gosh! And, yes. And we just talked about that last week, and uh, a, a small plug for my podcast. Came out today Go for called it. a Cooper Stuff podcast. Um, check it on YouTube, whatever. But I talked about this today on my podcast this morning. The episode is called Christians Gone Weak. And it's about this very thing. Here's the thing. A lot of Christians are looking at extra biblical and theology. I know not everybody listening to your program is religious, and, but, but I think you're going to like this because it has to do with America, okay? It has to do with the greatness of America, yeah. which is based on Judeo-Christian values, Correct. whether you're Christian or not, you have yeah. the benefit. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you like Christianity or not. America was created on Judeo-Christian values. It, it, it doesn't matter yes. if you like that. It doesn't matter if you agree with that. That's the truth. And, and I'm sorry, it I didn't is. mean to cut you off. Continue. No, it is the truth, and we all live in the benefit of that because the Judeo-Christian, the Judeo law is is wonderful. And so we can get into that maybe later. But the point is, is that what a lot of Christians are doing because they want those virtue points is they are going to, in theology, they call it extra biblical. And in other words, I don't know how to, what I should do about society. So I will look for something outside of the Bible to explain what I see around me. Now you're into extra biblical text. And so this idea of whiteness 
is really a psychological, sociological term. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's to do with this idea that whiteness has plagued mankind for all of human history. And we have done, whiteness has done nothing but raped, pillaged, stolen, so on and so forth. And yeah. America is a product of that whiteness. So America was not created um, in, 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 you know, liberty and freedom, as our Constitution suggests. America was created under this thinking, not my thinking, by yeah. the way, but under this thinking, America was created under whiteness, which is an evil thing. Yeah. And if you are born in this country white, then you are a product of whiteness, whether you want to be or not. You're part of the system. And if you deny it, then it's a little bit like they used to do witches. Remember the Salem witch trials? Oh, like, yeah. are you a witch? No, I'm not. If you deny it, then that proves you're a witch. Then you're a witch. If you say, yes, I am a witch, then we burn you. Either way, yeah. you're going to get burnt. Yep. Either way, you're going to get drowned, right? It's called a, a Kafka trap so or a Kafka fallacy, whatever it's called. So you're going to get burned either way. And if you deny you're a part of whiteness, well, that's just because you're fragile. Yeah. You're just being too sensitive. You're being fragile. So their idea of whiteness is extremely racist. Yeah. So this is what I was trying to allude to earlier. You, this is a perfect example you picked out on that. In other words, Facebook wouldn't see that as anti-white rhetoric. Yeah. But I think it's pretty anti-white because I don't believe that that is what whiteness is. I believe the problems in the world are due to sin and wickedness that every single colored person on the planet is born into and yeah. has done and does because we are wicked people. So it's a very racist thing to say, but it won't get flagged no, as anti -white. it's not flagged because I just played it. Like, 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 I didn't record that on right. my own personal device. No, I just pulled it up from where it's at. And I like what you said there. And, and, and yes, if we can have a couple minutes to talk about this, and then we got to get into the bombshells of the election uh, for the people. And, uh, but weak-spined Christians, and I'm doing the air mm. quotes for Christians, is probably the thing that irritates me the most right now. Let me let, yeah. let me break this down for the the audience listening and for anybody. I know that there's several people that disagree with me because we have a couple one star reviews. We have five stars across the the thing, and then we've got like <laughs> the occasional one star people. So I know that some people listen to this that fundamentally disagree with me. Let me let, let me explain this to you. I love the argument, but separation of church and state, Graham. Let me let let me let me break this knowledge down very very quickly. That was created for the government to stay out of the church, not the church yeah. to stay out of the government. Okay? And period. End of discussion. Absolutely period. It was never intended that that religion and Christianity would not have influence over the way that our government went. Period. End of discussion. Absolutely nothing about it. So the thing that bothers me the most about Christians, about especially uh, high-profile Christians, whether it be pastors, yep. it be entertainers, it be this and that. The thing, that, and when me and you first met, we had this very discussion. So this is not something new that I've backed off on. This is something that has bothered me from the very beginning. People, especially Christians of influence, that are willingly choosing to be silent about the issues that we know to be biblically wrong, I truly believe they're going to have to answer for that one day to the good Lord when they get called home. I, I do. I, I believe wholeheartedly deep down in my soul that we are in a position in our country to where this is one of those things that the good Lord has given certain people, some of us, the influence to be heard and the influence to speak right now. And there are so many people that are PGing it or PCing it, however you want to deem it, that you are wasting your purpose and you're wasting your gifts that God has given you. Hello, mega pastors. <laughs> I'm talking to just about every single mega pastor that I know of. I haven't heard I haven't heard a single mega pastor come out and say, um, "No, you're not closing down our church because you don't have the authority to close down our church." Period. If people don't want to come to church because they're afraid, that's one thing. But you, the government, are not going to tell us that we're not going to be able to have church. Where are those mega pastors at? Where are they at? 
and and yeah. and and it, you know, I I'm going to get off my tangent because I'd love to hear your thoughts, John. Maybe maybe I am. Maybe I'm being too aggressive. Maybe I'm being too uh, what do they call it? A cis male or whatever. Maybe maybe I'm too like <laughs> like toxic masculinity or toxic Christianity here. <gasps> That's what weak Christianity is. It's toxic Christianity because yeah, you're wh- where are the people standing up saying the government is not in control god is in control where are they at john booyah booyah i love it all right (laughs) i'm totally you know i'm totally with you i love it uh good news is this graham there are a few um and i'm sure you've seen like pastor john MacArthur. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. of course there's always a few yes there's always a few and i'm really proud of them and there are some that their churches are so small and they're so faceless that no one knows but a lot of them have been uh, they're, they're, they owe 30, 40, $50,000 of legal fees in California. Cause nobody knows who they are. Yeah. There are some people doing it, but what you're saying, I totally agree with, which is that the bulk of the big ones that you see on, they're eating up all the social media time. Unfortunately, they want the virtue points. So yeah. it, I, I discussed this at length on my podcast today, but I'll give you a cliff notes version of this that I think will encourage people. I think it'll make a lot of people proud of America. I believe Here's what I want to say, to be as gracious as I can. Some of this comes down for some of these pastors, the the ones who I believe have good hearts, okay? Some of them have a theology of what you can call Christian pacifism. And Christian pacifism is based on the ethical words of Jesus. Uh, If you get slapped in your right cheek, you turn the other cheek. Pray for your enemies. um, Love your neighbor as yourself. Those sorts of things. And those, of course, are holy words. Those are really great words. Here's the problem is that we all know that we all know those words of Jesus where he says uh, there's two commandments love the lord god with all your heart and then love your neighbor as yourself the thing that people don't quote enough is that right after that what does Jesus say Jesus says uh, love, love the lord god with your heart love your neighbor as yourself and then he says all of the old testament law is summed up in those two commandments so yeah. what does that mean that means the old testament law is not bad the Old Testament law is good. Yeah. It is righteous. And what does the Old Testament law say? Do not steal. Do not kill. An eye for an eye. A tooth for a tooth. That's the problem is that Christian pacifists, you know, they know not, not, no death penalty because we got to pray for our enemies. But no, the law is still good. Yeah. My only problem with my only problem with the death penalty is that we don't do it fast enough and yeah. swiftly enough. Yeah. Right. When you have. Witnesses, We're paying for them to live for another 20 years on death row. Yeah. That's not justice. Yeah. And so, and it's not just, it's not me and Graham's idea of justice. That's not Old Testament justice. Well, America recognized the truth of Judeo-Christian law. And that is, Americanism is based on lots of wonderful things. Judeo-Christian law, natural rights from John Locke, and on Protestantism, which was from the Reformation, it was the revolution against the Catholic right. Church yep. for individual yep. rights and individual salvation. So you're right. What I think these pastors are, part of it is the sissification of America, the sissification of men in general, that yep. we don't want to stand up for stuff like we used to. Yep. And part of it's a misunderstanding of Scripture that if you're going to love your neighbor, then you have to stand up for justice. Yeah. And you know, Graham— Three blocks down the road yep. is when the protests and Black Lives Matter, they burned down there, came through my neighborhood. Yep. Well, but loving my neighbor means protecting my actual neighbor yep. against harm that other people may want to do unjustly. But Christians have missed that. So I talk more about that at length, but you're right. We need to stand up and we, we need to do our part. And it's sad that it's people, frankly, like you and, and people, and it's sad that it's not our pastor. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Not that, not that you're not a good man. You are me and you, I hope are good men, but we're not pastors. Oh, I'm no we're pastor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. No, I agree. Uh, one of my favorite things that my grandfather rest his soul used to say is, you know, Lord told us to turn the other cheek, but he only gave you two. And, and, and you know, and, and, and I, and, and, and I love that, you know, he only, yeah, turn the other cheek, but he only gave you two. And so there comes a point where, you know, man, there ain't nothing in the Bible that says that Christians aren't strong, mighty people. And I'm not just talking about men either. I'm obviously talking about the ladies as well. Yes. Where are these 
people, and, and yes, I agree with you, it is always the smaller ones that are standing up because they're not focal points, whereas the ones we actually need to stand up, the ones that can be seen by millions upon millions of people, the ones that yeah. actually could get the attention of big government. They're silent, and it drives me insane. But we actually, speaking of lockdowns, we need to talk about business. And you have a business that has been horrifically just struck by these lockdowns and these things. But before we get into that, let's get into a sponsor. All right, I got a crash course in the home title theft, and you better pray this never happens to you because it can ruin you financially. Here's how the crime happens. The legal titles of your homes are kept online where they can be hacked. A cyber thief finds your home's title, forges your signature on a quit claim deed stating you sold your home to him or her. Then he takes out the loans against your home until your equity is gone. You won't know until the collection calls pour in. You're not protected by insurance, your bank, or common identity theft programs. Home Title Lock protects you. And in the unlikely event you become a victim of title theft while a member, Home Title Lock will spend up to a quarter million dollars in legal fees to help restore your home's title. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim. Then use code RADIO for 30 free days of protection. That's code RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com. All right, John. Did you see the video? I made a response video to this on Saturday. Did you see the video of the woman in California who showed the movie like meal tents set up that they made for the yeah. for, for the crew of the movie? Yeah. And then literally right next to it, right next to it is her actual restaurant that they had moved outdoors by the standards in California. And then all of a sudden now they're not allowed to have business, but the movie company is allowed to literally, I mean, it is, it is 20 <laughs> feet away. You want to talk about the biggest slap in the face. And, and, and I know that your business has been um, hit by all of these lockdowns, by all these shutdowns, and, and I want you to give your personal, not only perspective, but your thoughts. But before before I let you do I got to rant really quick. Let me say this. Now, John, you may disagree with me on this, and that's fair, okay? You know, that this is, this is open for debate. Ladies and gentlemen, if you own a business and you are allowing, uh, you know, mandates to come down for you to shut your business doors then you are doing nothing but adding to the problem that is happening in America right now. First of all, mandates are not law. First of all, that is 100% the truth. 100%. Every single person that you have seen be arrested by police officers because they refuse to shut down and all this stuff, they all end up getting released when it's all said and done because mandates are not law. The Constitution does not give anyone the authority to say that you have to close down your legally operated business. Why are you operating at 20-30%? Why are you allowing your employees to go without being able to feed their families? Why are you allowing this to happen when the very people that are telling you to do it are on vacation in New Me or in Mexico or wherever it is, like the guy, like the mayor of Austin or whatever his name is. I believe he was the mayor. Let me check that real quick myself. It was the mayor of Austin. Yes, the doing his video from Cabo. Yeah, Cabo, <laughs> telling you not to do it. They are openly mocking us at this point. That is what has happened. Your elected officials are mocking you and telling you what you can't do while they do it. John, being a guy who makes a large, if not the bulk of your your money from touring and from playing venues in music, what are what are your thoughts on this? I, I, my thoughts on this is infuriating. This is one yeah. of the things I feel the maddest about on multiple levels. Let's bring it all together because we're professionals here, Graham. Here's what it is. There again, there's that group of even Christian pastors like. We can't open our doors. We got to be nice to the government. It's a misunderstanding of what America is. Yes. They have an uh, America has an agreement with me and you, with us. It is their agreement not to step onto our individual rights. They yep. don't have the right to do it. So some of these passages are like, we can't revolt against that. We're like, no, no. 
We're not revolting against the government. The government is breaking their contract with America. Yep. And they need to be called out for it. And you know what else is annoying? For people that there's a large movement now of, of Christians who are pro-socialism. And they have <sighs> a lot of theological reasons, which I won't get into, because none of them really hold water. But it is a misunderstanding, again, not just of America, but it's a misunderstanding of what socialism does. And I just keep saying to some of my friends who I love, and I want to win them over to my, my side to see why Americanism is so good. But I'm like, dude, if you want to get an idea of what socialism in America will look like, even democratic socialism, that's what they always say. No, 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 democratic socialism. Fine. If you want to get an idea of what democratic socialism looks like, it looks like the mayor of Austin having a good time in Cabo, spending a load of money on a personal wedding, yep. flying when he's not supposed to fly breaking all the rules and then saying, guys, we're going to have to lock you back down because you don't deserve to make decisions for yourself because yep. I am the anointed leader. Yep. It looks like California. Mm -hmm. It looks like this woman crying saying, I'm going to have to shut down my, my, I'm losing my job. I don't know. I'm going to feed my family. Yep. This is my heart and soul. I don't know what I'm going to do, but you think that your stupid movie is more important to me yep. because Hollywood people think they actually are better than you. Oh yeah. That's what they think. You know what the this government is a, go ahead. This is a small, this is like a tiny picture of what it looks like under democratic socialism. You exactly. think that it won't get so bad that, that all of a sudden that we are in, I don't know, Venezuela. Cause these people don't want to, again, took 10 years, uh, 10 years to destroy Venezuela, Absolutely, 10 years. That's all they it took saying. They want it to be like Denmark. They do not want it to be like Denmark. No, They want it to be like Venezuela. They just, they just go, well, we're going to do it right. In other words, the only reason Venezuela didn't work is because they didn't have good enough leaders. Yeah. In their minds, the philosophy works, but they need an anointed leader. And yeah. they believe that they are the anointed leaders, uh, just like uh, AOC selling her oh my $60, gosh. $60 crap t-shirt. <laughs> crap t-shirt. As, a, as <laughs> a creative person, I've seen a lot of like your graphic novels, like your drawings and things like that. What? One, first of all, they're crap shirts, okay? Uh, it's the worst designs I've ever seen in my entire life. It's horrible. It drives me insane. All right, focusing on this, and then we've got to get into the election, okay? Because people are going to be super mad if I don't talk about the bombshells there. And then you yourself, John, you said before we started that you weren't caught up, so allow me to educate you. But, but I wrote this down while you were talking. America exists because we broke the rules, Okay, yeah. that's what we did. America is America because we broke the rules. So I just made something right here. I may turn it into a shirt. Breaking the laws since 1776. All right. <laughs> I look, that, and, and that's the truth. Okay, that is the truth. Here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, that your business is shut down. That you're not making any money. Guess what's going to happen here in just a couple months? You're going to have to file your taxes. And the government's still going to expect you to pay what is due to the government, even though the government is not allowing you to go make what you're supposed to make because of your business. Is that fair? No, it's not fair. We got the PPP loans and stuff like that. I guarantee you, 100%, I guarantee that 95, 98% of the people that took the PPP loan under the illusion that it was going to be able to be forgiven, I guarantee you they're going to make the criteria so ridiculous that 98% of the people are going to have to pay that money back somehow, some way, or they're going to default on the loan. I guarantee you this, because that's the way the government works. The scariest things that you can hear is, hi, we're from the government, we're here to help. That's the, that's the scariest words that you can possibly yep. hear because it's not <laughs> true. I am 100, this isn't, this isn't just a Christian perspective. This is an American perspective. We should be resisting, we should be denying, we should be condemning these lockdowns, these mandate orders Every single thing that is going on. Also, the FDA. Why in the world is the UK already approved and handing out vaccines and we're not? Why? Why? That's crazy. If you believe this virus that is a 99.987% survival rate, by the way, I always like to continue to point that out. 99.987% yeah. <laughs> survival rate. We have vaccines now. Uh, Moderna has a 94%, one of the highest ever effective rates of a vaccine. 
Why in the world is the UK already approved it and the United States hasn't? You got to ask yourself these questions at some point. Why? What could possibly be the reasons for holding off on things like that? What could possibly be the reason? You know what you need to do? Uh, a video I saw, and I won't play it because it's one of the most profane-laden 59-second videos I've ever seen. It's this New Jersey man in New Jersey. John, have you seen it? He, uh, no. He's in front of this local, like, it's either a bar or like a deli or something like that, and there's police there. They won't let him open his business in New Jersey. So he lays out the most Jersey F-bombed profane 59 Ooh, seconds. I did see this. Yeah, yeah, okay. And he says... Pretty much, if they fear you, they won't f with you. Is what he says in, in, in the in the video, and he is he is very 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 right about this. Look, ladies and gentlemen, if you took the entire John, I'm sorry, I know I'm getting on a tangent here. If you took the entire government, the entire government, to include the FBI, the CIA, GS workers, the military, TSA, Homeland Security, all this stuff, you're dealing with maybe two three million people, maybe, maybe. There's 360 million people that we know about census-wise living in America. Who's really the boss? Ooh, if we don't pay our taxes, we'll get in trouble. Not if everybody don't pay their taxes. Then everybody at the government, there's no more government. There is no more government if you don't pay your taxes. I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. How are they going to pay the people in the government if you don't give the government the money that they say that you owe them? You don't let us go to work, we don't pay our taxes. Sorry. Watch how quickly I, the government will flip over if you do something like that. Go ahead. Oh, I hadn't even considered that. That That's above my pay grade. I'll, I'll be better with theology than I'll be with that. But uh, to go, go along with what you're saying, I mean, look, when you do have a government that is going to shut you down and put you in jail for running a business, yep. but they will not put you in jail for starting a fire yep. because of uh, because of of you know whatever you're protesting that is unjust and and going back to it earlier I am I am amazed that the few the, the the small amount of Christian pastors as you said that do not see that that, that is an unjust law and and it is up to us to tell the government how they're supposed to be run that's that's what we do so I hadn't considered what you're saying but it's actually a pretty good point. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, I sure hope those PPP loans don't. Oh, now you got me all nervous, Graham. Well, See, this is why I listen to your podcast. I learn stuff. Look, man, look, it's the truth, okay? I am I am not saying that I am pro just burning all this stuff down. That's no. not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is I want to re reinforce and empower the American people to remember who the actual boss is. Yeah, we, that's right. the people, are the boss. This is not mutiny. This is not this. This is not that. The Constitution is very, 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 very clear. Yep. We can that's walk, we can walk right in there and drag those people out by their ears if we feel like they no longer have the interest of the people who elected them in the first place. That's just the way right? it is. All right, and don't tell me that Jesus would never do that. I the the Bible I read, Jesus laid the smackdown once or twice. That's all I'm saying. All right, <laughs> and a lot of people like to say, you know, they talk about guns and all this and that. Look, Jesus was the Son of God, and you know, I can only imagine what it must have been like to have been around him. But I know for a fact that Jesus had the equivalent of some special forces dudes packing around him all the time. Okay, like it like he had people that would throw down real quick if they needed to be. All right. I'm just saying, if you are a business owner, if you are a pastor, if you are a Christian and you are not actively and fervently, I think that's a word. <laughs> it is. Steadfastly, okay. fervently, either one will work. There we go. If you are not speaking out against the horrendous, unconstitutional non-biblical things that are going on right now. I do. And you, especially if you have influence. I, I truly I, believe that this is something that you will have to answer for one day when, when, when it's all said and done. Right. I, I do. I, I believe that. Yeah. And um, Hey, let me, let, me, uh, let me nuance one thing real fast. Do it, do so it. Just to say this. There are obviously, I just want to say it in case anybody understands, and I know that you agree with this, there obviously is a difference between, for, for, the, for the Christian person, 
being martyred for your faith is a whole different thing, right? Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible says the disciples, they didn't even love their lives unto death. What that means is being willing to die for your faith. Right. And that for the true Christian, that should be a, that's it. That's uh, absolutely. I'm ready to give my life for the gospel. But I think what you're saying, Graham, is that, yeah, but this is our government. That's not what this is. This is basically, we are the people and, and this is our government. And all we're doing is saying government, you need to be true to the contract that you made. This isn't an issue of dying for your faith. So that's where I nuance the, the martyrdom aspect of Christianity, which obviously Jesus had a purpose his purpose was to die so that he could offer salvation to the world. Correct. That's a that's a different animal Absolutely. Than, I, than what we're talking about. Absolutely. If they're not keeping up their end of the bargain, why should we? I mean, and, and that's a question that every American should, should ask themselves right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. If the government is not keeping up their end of the deal, then why should we keep up our end of the deal? Which all of this boils down to money and control. That's it. Yep. That's all politics is. is. That's all anything is. Money and control. Yep. So if you take away yep. their money, you take away their control. If you keep giving them money, they continue to have control. Uh, they're using right. fear of polio was a much more horrendous thing. And yep. Elvis Presley was still shaking his hips, doing whatever he had to do during that time frame. And, you know, they just showed like Elvis taking the polio vaccine or whatever it was, like a picture of it. And, uh, you know, they, they were comparing Obama, Clinton, and Bush to, you know, it's going to be the equivalent when they take it. But people it's are still living their lives. Grandma. It's also interesting that some people think that what you just said is cynical. But the truth is this. No one was more cynical about the, the, the possibility of a tyrannical, evil government than the founding fathers. That's the reason we have this Constitution so it's funny that some people are like, oh, you just sound, you're just being mean. You're just being cynical and, and you're giving me the sads, you know, but the truth is, is the founding fathers knew what men were capable of doing. And that's why they put these protections in, as you said, so that the government will not go over. I think it's worth saying because a lot of Christian people, they, they just don't understand. They don't understand American history and how, how great the philosophy is. So it's not cynical. That's just realistic. Absolutely. It's human nature, man. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Last but not least today, we've got to get into some of the bombshells that have surfaced, the bombshells that are happening with the election. But before we do that, let's get into a sponsor. All right. The pending results of the elections will no doubt cause a spike in gun sales. If you are making a firearms purchase because you're worried about the future of the Second Amendment, I want you to be safe responsible and carry with a we the people holster starting at just forty dollars we the people holsters are custom designed to fit your firearm perfectly and made right here in the usa they have thousands of options to choose from plus an amazing selection of printed holsters go to we the people holsters.com slash gram to get yours today every holster ships free and comes with a lifetime guarantee get an additional ten dollars off with the offer code g-r-a-h-a-m this makes a great gift and satisfaction is guaranteed if it's not a perfect fit send it back for a total refund that's we the people holsters.com slash gram we the people holsters.com slash gram offer code gram all right so justice alito all right supreme court justice alito uh moves up supreme court deadline to tuesday morning in key pennsylvania case now john i know that you said you're not caught up so allow me to catch you up on some of the big things that are going on right now last week did you see the bombshell video that actually led to governor kemp finally doing his job and demanding a signature audit it was that video of where they tell the people to stop counting and then four people stay that count for five, six hours uh, un, unattended. And then about eight o'clock in the morning, this table shows up and underneath this table are all these suitcases of these ballots all of a sudden, right? <laughs> like, like so, so that video came out last week. And then finally, Governor Kemp was like, oh, well, now we got to have a signature on it because of all this stuff. So, but yes, what I also, see- oh, so, so you did see that? I saw that. Okay. It's just absolutely crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Okay. So one thing before I, well, let, let's finish Justice Alito really quick. So the big thing that's happening in Pennsylvania right now is the Supreme Court is hearing whether or not Pennsylvania, uh, Pennsylvania 
uh, what am I trying to say? Oh, Pennsylvania had the constitutional right to extend the deadline for all of these votes to come in because the Constitution is very, very clear on when the voting should take place and when the voting should end. So the Supreme Court, who is not supposed to be politically biased, they're supposed to be constitutional in their decisions. So everybody is pretty confident that they are going to rule that Pennsylvania actually did not have that constitutional authority. And what that would do was it, it, it would throw out all of those votes that came out after the constitutional deadline that's set in the Constitution for votes. Okay? Huge, huge thing that's happening right now. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about yeah. it at all. And it is absolutely monumental what is going on. So I made a prediction on Twitter yesterday, and I said it, and I put it out there for the world to see. I believe that the Supreme Court, probably in a 5-4 decision, and ACB is going to be the deciding factor in this, I think that they are going to rule that that was a non-constitutional thing, and all those votes are going to be thrown out, and Trump's going to flip back Pennsylvania. I do. I truly believe that. I believe that is going to happen. And I also believe that now that a signature audit has been ordered in Georgia, I believe that Trump is going to flip back Georgia. And then this is another big thing that's going on right now is Georgia in Ware County. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is the big news. And, and, and Aaron Carpenter is actually the one that tweeted, tweeted this in Georgia. The big news you need to hear about today in Ware County. This was yesterday that for some reason, the mainstream media is not talking about why I don't know dominion. Everybody knows about the software dominion that, that everybody's claiming was messed up. Dominions were seized in Ware County. Equal number of Trump and Biden votes were forensically analyzed. However, the machines reported 87% for Trump and 113% for Biden. It should be 100% for both. That's real. (laughs) This is real stuff that is happening. So these Dominion software machines in Georgia were reporting 13% less than what they were supposed to for Trump and giving Biden the extra 13%. This is real stuff, guys, and we have until January 20th to get to the bottom of all this stuff. And John, you know, I'm not going to ask you who you voted for or anything like that because I know that you're in a different world than I'm in, and so I don't care who you voted for. I I don't even want to know about it. But as an American, shouldn't you, no matter what side you're on, after all these things that are going on, And there's another video evidence I want to talk to you about after I hear your response here. Shouldn't we as Americans go, you know, there's some really weird stuff happening right now. (laughs) Shouldn't we, shouldn't we want to know left or right what's going on? And if our election was actually messed with. Absolutely. I mean, here's the thing, as you said, yeah, I don't say who I vote for because of my, because of my job and the whole thing, but here's the deal. I am conservative. I could never vote for anyone who is pro-choice. Just putting that out there, I could never ever support it. Yep. So that should kind of give you an idea that's where a my Christian. My I mean, I mean, that's a that's a really firm Christian stance you should take, in my opinion. But it it, it should be. It's not uh, not a hundred percent of the time, but but it should be, and it historically has been. Of course, here's what really annoys me uh, on the left. Here's what the left does that really irks me. They always they always change the rules. And they always make some, they always do something bad. And then when the right either calls them out or has a problem with it, the left then accuses the right of breaking all the norms. But it was actually the left that did it. And that's like Pennsylvania is a great example of that. They should have known not to change the deadline for the for these votes to come in, right? They should have known not to do that. You shouldn't do that, but they just decided to do something unprecedented. And then the right says, you shouldn't do that. And so then if it does come down to a constitutional thing and it gets reversed, then all the people on the left can just point at the right and say that they are stealing democracy and they're threatening it. But it's really the left that did it. And they do this with everything. They do this when they change the definition of racism. They 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 do it nearly with everything, with the words that they 
they infuse words with like a bunch of new meaning. And then when you go, well, <laughs> you're not allowed to do that, then they point, they say that we're the ones breaking the norms. And that's what really bothers me. Yes, I like to think if it was the other way around, I like to think that I would see that tape from Georgia, the one that you mentioned recently that pulled the suitcase out. Yep. If it were the other way around, I would like to think I'd be a big enough person to go, man, that seems pretty dang shady and, and it should matter. And, you know, for instance, when, when they were doing the whole Russia thing for the last four years, I, I was, I always thought it was ridiculous. I always thought that the, uh, the dirty dossier, as they call it, I always thought the dossier was ridiculous. I don't see how anybody could believe this, but yeah, investigate it. It's fine with me. Uh, if, if something bad's gone on, I would like to know. And so, yeah, I like to think if it were the other way around that I would care but I just think we're so far past that. And yeah. I also think because the left believes that politics is religion, because they believe it's religion, they have a dogma that the right doesn't have. In other words, they think they this is their religion, and so they have to fight for it at any cost. So even if they have to lie, well, that's okay. In other words, if Biden was running against Hitler, well, you wouldn't mind if we cheated in the election to get Hitler out of office, right? You wouldn't yeah. mind if we did whatever. They view Trump as Satan himself. And so being that, that the left sees themselves as religiously virtuous and religiously righteous because of their politics of religion, they don't mind whatever they have to do to do it. And that's the difference, I believe, in the right and the left. The right tends to trust in God and we tend to trust in like principles. The left trusts in politicians and, and, and their own virtue. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And, and, to me, this is the most fundamental thing that can possibly be done. We as Americans have to get to the bottom of this. We, we, we just have to. There is nothing else. This isn't conspiracy theory. This isn't this. This isn't that. But, but people need to explain the fact that right before they announced on November 3rd that we're going to start stop counting. Okay, They stopped counting at 3 a.m. At 3 a.m. in Pennsylvania... Trump was winning 57% to 41.8. He was winning in Georgia 53.1 to 45.6. In Michigan, he was winning 54% to 44.4. Uh, and then in North Carolina, he was winning 50.1 to 48.7. He ended up winning North Carolina. And in Wisconsin, he was winning 51.7 to 46.8. What happened? At what happened at 3 a.m.? What happened at 3 a.m.? These are questions that have to be answered. And if you are a real American, like I like to say a lot of times, then you will want to get to the bottom of this. And that is my thing. John, I'll let you have the final say on that. And then, you know, I, I'd like for the audience to hear where they can find your book one more time. Your final thoughts, the election, the importance, uh, you, you, you got it. All right, here's what I got to say. Um, uh, I've not kept up with the election stuff a hundred percent. I, I agree. I think it's really important because, uh, all the polls show it even on the left. I believe the number was 39%, 39% of Democrats don't think, or is it 29% either way, 30 or 35. That's a lot of percent. That's a lot of Democrats that do, that do think that the election was a little flubbed. Yeah. Right? They think it's a little hanky. Yep. That's a lot of Democrats that think that I think it's, 78% of Republicans yep. or 80%, whatever it is, it's a lot. And I think that's bad for the country. No matter what side you're on, you don't want to go in to, to, to the next presidency with people not trusting in some way the, the system. So I think that you're right. I think, Hey, let's give it a little time. Let's find out what happened. Um, I think that's an important thing. Um, in terms of my book, I would love it if people would check it out. It's called awake and alive to truth. And um, it's a very simple read. Sometimes I call it theology for dummies. You don't have to be a smart person to understand it. And it can explain some of the things going on. It does talk a little bit about these philosophies as we already did. Critical race theory, relativism, even like PC culture and, and why that exists. And the kind of virtue that people look for within, maybe it's within politics or within protesting and this, that, and the other. And talks about some of those things so people can go to johnlcooper.com to check that out awesome awesome go get his book right now 
uh, amazing guy, amazing father, amazing Christian, amazing rock artist. Go get the book, johnlcooper.com right now. John, thanks so much for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. Uh, we should do this intimate discussion more often. Uh, anyway, yeah, thanks, man. We love you here at Dear America. And as always, if you are tired of the mainstream media bias, if you're tired of PC culture, if you're tired of being censored, we are Dear America Uncensored. So thank you, John, for coming on. Thank you so much for listening. Tell one friend about the podcast. Give us five stars. Give us a rating. It helps us in the polls. And also go check out John's podcast. That's all we have for this episode of the Dear America Podcast. And we'll see you again later. Later.